Welcome to the Idea Climbing Podcast. When you enter the mentoring space, you begin an amazing, life-changing journey. How to navigate that journey is what I discussed with Machen McDonald in this episode. For over 20 years, small business owners and leaders seeking heightened clarity, confidence, and certainty have turned to Machen as their trusted guide. Machen's extensive experience as a serial entrepreneur, having successfully launched and sold five businesses, coupled with his 15-year tenure as a highly accomplished financial advisor, forms the foundation of his expertise. In 2004, he founded the Pro Brilliance Leadership Institute, where he continues to make a significant impact. Topics include how to successfully start your hero's journey, how to find mentors to help you along the way, how to give back to your community by being a mentor after going through your journey, and other golden nuggets of advice. I hope you enjoy the show. Thank you for tuning in to the Idea Climbing Podcast. If you'd like to hear from a lot more experts, the Idea Climbing book is now available at ideaclimbingbook.com. You can also hear more podcasts at ideaclimbing.com. Hope to see you in one of those two venues. Have a great one. Hello, Machen. Thank you for being here today. I appreciate you making the time. It's great to be here, Mark. I'm really looking forward to this. And we're going to talk about stepping into being that mentor, that guide for the people in their lives. But just in case someone's still earlier on in their journey, you talk about de-storing who you've been and restoring who you really are. Could you speak more to that? Sure. Um, This uh, is just an idea of, I'll say it this way. There's a saying that says, I'm not who I think I am. And I'm not who you think I am. I am who I think you think I am. Okay, so there's a little bit of a morning mind bender for you. Yeah. What that means, though, is we show up differently in different situations. And because of that, we access different parts of ourselves. And sometimes we are unable to access parts of ourselves. So if I'm trying to, let's say, you know, grow a business and attract or get clients, if I have a mindset or a story, so story is really a mindset. If I have a mindset or a story that what I have is not that valuable or people won't pay that much for it or whatever the story is, because it's not necessarily true. It's only true because it's our story and that's the, the soup that we're swimming in. It's kind of like a fish that's swimming in water. It doesn't know it's in water until it's up on the riverbank. And then it can kind of go, oh, that's what I've been in. Well, our story is very much the same. It's what we're swimming in, but we don't even know it. And we think or mistakenly think that sometimes things out there happening to us, holding us back, happening happening to our detriment, rather than happening for our betterment or even through us Mm -hmm. to our magnificence. And so the part of this is helping people really look at what's the story that they've created that they feel is so real, right? If they're struggling, they've got more month left at the end of the money all the time. Doesn't mean they're not capable. Doesn't mean that money's not available to them. It just means their story is keeping them unavailable to the money. So we have to look at the nuance of the story and then rewrite or restory, mm-hmm. right? The, the mindset, the beliefs, the ideas, the thoughts. Does that make you sense? Said- It makes perfect sense. 
And I like that it's not happening to us. We're allowing things to happen, if I hear you correctly. Yeah, it's, it's not, you know, it's the old saying, nothing is good or bad except for what we make of it, right? There, there's these stimuluses that happen out in our world. Mm-hmm. You know, people get hurt, you know, there's a bankruptcy or there's a foreclosure, something what we judge to be negative. It's an event out here, has no meaning but it's a stimulus and then it comes into our mind and there's a little gap we make up a meaning of what that event means about us to us around us for us and then we operate based on that meaning so what we have to do is be very mindful of the Mm -hmm. meaning that we associate to whatever the events are good or bad right some people can get carried away when things are going really really well you know, and they start to make up a story that they're invincible, that, you know, they're untouchable. And that can get them in trouble, too. So we've got to be very mindful. We've got to mind the gap, as they say. Well, and you mentioned one way to do that is the acronym ADLIB. What does that mean and how should people use it? Yeah, what I mean, when, when I say ADLIB, I like to ADLIB uh, in my professional life. And what that means is I advance divine love in business. My belief is that all there is, is love, right? In the Course of Miracles, it says nothing real can be threatened and nothing unreal exists. And everything really is an opportunity to return to love. When we make up a story, there we go again, when we make up that story that there's no love or goodness in this situation or I'm not loved, It's just a story that we've created that keeps the veil there between us and love. And we are love. So if we can remove the veil, we remove the toxicity, we remove the fear in any situation or organization, and we're then all aligned to achieve the greater good. So when people go through their journey and they start to come into their own and everything you just spoke about, What's the starting point of coming back to your community to be the guide and the mentor? Now that you've been guided and mentored, how do you turn that corner to become that person for other people? Well, you know, you're talking about the hero's journey, right? We have this call to adventure and then we kind of ignore it and then it gets a little louder, a little bigger, stronger, and it pulls us out of our familiar zone and into this world of like, holy crap, you know, what's going on? Am I going to get annihilated? I got to step up or find a way to step up. And about that time, we usually encounter a mentor or a guide or a teacher of some kind. And then they give us some guidance and we still have to live our own life. They can't do it for us, but they can help us. And then we go through our trials and tribulations and sometimes even annihilation. And then we find ourselves, we find our strength, our power, the resource that we're connected into. And then we can learn to articulate it. And then we come back into our community and we share the boon. We share our understanding and our new awareness and help others. We become their mentor or their guide. And we do this all throughout our life over and over and over. And we see it in every movie that we watch, right? You know, Indiana Jones, Star Wars, The Matrix, there's the hero, there's the guide, you know, it looks like they're going to die, they go through it, they conquer it, and they come back and they share the goodness with their community.
And how do they share the goodness? Are they finding people to guide? Do they wait for people to come to them? Is there some middle ground between seeking mentor, mentees and them seeking you? It's the the more I learn about this, Mark, the more I come to understand the the positioning of being the guide is being. Hmm. It's it's just our our you know imagine each person as a lighthouse. And we come back and we figured out how to shine our light as bright as we can. And that light is going to shine and catch people's attention that need that help, right? Like a lighthouse on the coast. It shines this light. Not every ship out in the water needs that light for its navigation. Some have a GPS and they're too far away and they're doing just fine. Others are, you know, caught up in the rock somewhere and they they can't benefit from the light but there's certain ones that need it for the navigation they're the ones that are going to be attracted to the light if you will so really it's just us being the best version of who we are based upon our own journey is there a way to search for the light if people don't see it i mean is it as simple as turning a corner going oh my god there's the light i mean how do they if someone's thinking I need a mentor or guide and I don't have one yet, how do they find the light? Well, I think that's a great question. I think a couple ways of doing it is looking inside of what we feel needs to change or improve. And again, it's our story, but we say, okay, if I learn better money management, let's say, mm -hmm. you know, I, I can make money, but I can't seem to hold on to it. And that's somebody's story. So the mentor may be a financial advisor or, you know, I would say a millionaire, but maybe nowadays it's a billionaire, you know, somebody <laughs> that's been able to amass money and take them out to lunch or do an interview with them and find out what's their algorithm, what's their recipe or their formula, what do they believe inside, what's their story around how to make and keep money. And that could be their mentor. So find somebody that's already done it mm -hmm. is a great mentor, you know, and that's the challenge, you know, nowadays, you know, you swing a wet rag and you hit 20 different coaches that are quote subject matter experts mm -hmm. on whatever it is they're trying to sell and they haven't really done it. You know, so I'd be very mindful, like a friend of mine said, he's a banker and he says, it's hard to applause and keep a hand on my wallet at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so we've got to watch, you know, who the mentors are. There's a lot of people that call themselves, you know, a mentor. Um, I'd be a little leery of that. I think it's something that's, you know, honored onto somebody rather than somebody just claiming that they're a mentor. Now with coaching, there's certification and things of that nature. So yeah, you can call yourself a coach if you're an actual coach. So when you see the light and you find somebody that fits the description you just said, how do you approach them? Boy, you asked really insightful questions. I think that's going to vary from person to person to person. You know, okay. I think first leaning, you know, if we, if we can do this, if we can find our way to accepting ourselves as we are, right mm -hmm. you know the light and the shadow because we all have shadow right there's all we all have these things that you know maybe we're not so proud of or wish was different and things of that nature mm -hmm. rather than focusing on kind of what's on the cutting room floor 
of our editing room. You know, let's create our own little highlight reel for ourselves, build ourselves up, and we can do this in a moment, and then reach out to this mentor in a way of how can I serve you, the mentor, mm -hmm. right? Maybe you might, you might fall into the illusion or the story you have nothing to offer. Not true. We all have something to offer, right? And so if we reach out to the mentor and just with a compliment, with a genuine compliment, you know, I see this in you, I'm inspired by, and I'm wondering if I can connect in with you. Because at the end of the day, as a human, that's our biggest need is to feel understood and connected, right? After food, water, oxygen, and touch, we mm -hmm. just want to feel connected in. We want to feel understood. Let's let's discuss the lighthouse now. Yeah. The mentees found the light. They do what you just said. What does the mentor or the lighthouse have to do to start a relationship? What should they be prepared to do for the mentee initially? Um, well, it, it comes back to being. They're, they're going to be themselves. They're not going to adjust themselves at all to, quote, accommodate a mentee, right? It's just the way they are. Most people that are in that, at that level of success that tend to mentor others or be a candidate to be a good mentor are people that just give and mentor naturally, right? And so... I think, you know, if a mentor is looking to be, you know, a formal mentor, it would be just a matter of getting clear expectations from the mentee and vice versa, mm -hmm. right? So the mentee might say, you know, hey, I would just love, you know, a 15 minute call once a month. The mentor could say, I can do that. You know, what would you like to talk about? Well, I'd like to talk about mindset or I'd like, like to talk about you know, how you did this or how you accomplished that and just hear your story. It could be that simple. Depending upon the mentor, they may have, you know, certain processes or, or teachings that they can offer somebody, or they might pick a book and work off of a book together. There's all kinds of different ways to do it. Well, I like what you said about a 15 minute call because so many people ask for, and I'm using air quotes for those that can't see, a meeting that could be an hour that can be 30 minutes but i love it 15 minute call is so easy to say okay call me at noon on friday yep. is that in, is that an intentional part of your strategy or was it just something that you know kind of you kind of said it's it's just make it easy for the other person you know make it hard for them to say no and a lot of times um you know we can find out where a mentor might be right they might be giving a talk somewhere they might be part of a rotary club. They might be uh, in the chamber or, you know, something and, you know, make it your mission to go bump into them. You know, if they're at an event, go see if you can volunteer at the event, you know, and sign mm -hmm. people in or something like that. You'll have the opportunity to bump into the mentor and then let the love and the goodness take it from there. But as the mentee, you have to create the opportunity if I hear you right. Sometimes, yeah. Okay. I mean, ultimately, yes. On, on, you know, here on planet Earth, we do have to orchestrate some things from time to time to make them happen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, um, when we're really good, we just go, gosh, I'd really like to meet that person. And then guess who's in front of the line at the store? You know, it's like, 
I'm not quite that good. I've done it a couple times, but you know, still have to orchestrate some things. Well, for both parties continuing <clears throat> continuing the journey, you mentioned going to the gym, another acronym. Mm. I'd first of all, what's the story behind that? I mean, how did you figure out going to the gym? Um, well, for those people that really know me or are annoyed by me, they know I love acronyms. <laughs> um, and, and I just, I tend to create them on the fly. I've just developed kind of a muscle memory around how to, how to do it. And it helps me remember things. So, um, way years ago, when I first got into exploring coaching, I guess, um, I was exposed to a model. It's just a psychology model, which says our thoughts drive our feelings and emotions, which drive our actions and our behaviors, which get mm. us a result. And I was trying to like, okay, how can I remember that? And then it, it just like this four quadrant box flashed in my head. So in the bottom right of that box, I put bits, beliefs, ideas, and thoughts. So we have beliefs, ideas, and thoughts in that bottom box that drives the bottom left box, which is our feelings or our emotions. And think of emotions as energy in motion. So in other words, our bits are energy. Our beliefs, ideas, and thoughts are energy that move into motion, create a feeling within us, sad, mad, glad, happy, right? And based upon how we feel, we then go to the top left box, which is our actions and our behaviors. So if we're feeling inspired, we're going to take inspired action. We're going to step into doing the things that otherwise might scare us. And when we do those kinds of actions and behaviors, it gets us a results or an outcome. That's the upper right box. Mm -hmm. And it becomes a spiral because the upper right box is the results. It's what we see out there. And then we have thoughts about that, mm -hmm. right? Empowering thoughts or disempowering thoughts. And it, it can become either an upward spiral the better it gets, the better it gets, and we see more opportunity, the horizon's always changing, or the worse it gets, the worse it gets, and pretty soon we're circling the drain. So we have to go to the gym every single day, just like we go to the gym or we exercise in some way, shape, or form to keep our, our um, physical conditioning. We have to do the same for our mental and emotional conditioning. And so that's why I say go to the gym every day. So notice where you're guiding your mind, G-Y-M, guide your mind. So if something happens and I find myself, you know, going in the corner, sucking my thumb, feeling sorry for myself, I have to catch that, oh, what's going on with the bits? I'm making up a story here that this happened to me and this isn't good and here's why and I'm going to end up living in a box under the bridge down by the river. No, I need to de-story that. I need to destroy what's going around in that bottom right box of the gym mm -hmm. and restory. Okay, this happened. What it means or can mean is what that means about me is. And if we develop this ability to recognize that things happen for our benefit, not to our detriment, we can pull out the goodness of it, right? You know, if, if we've got to drink the medicine, it may not taste that great, but we got to take it down to help us and then we eliminate the rest of it that doesn't serve us. So if someone's listening and they're thinking, oh, I'm having Netflix binge days, I'm just stuck, I'm like clinging to not go down the drain. Mm. What is that? How do you jumpstart 
that shift of thoughts because thoughts become things. Yeah, if if somebody's that far down the tube, if you will, um, there's there's a process that I use. I call it the five aces. So it's five A's. The first A is awareness. So, you know, we may be, you know, the seventh season into something before we have an awareness of like, uh oh, I'm in trouble. <laughs> right. So it's awareness. The next step is attitude. And by attitude, I mean approach or angle of how we're going to do something. So I have this awareness. I've been on the couch for a day and a half. This isn't good. Not that this happens, but mm-hmm. if it were, you know, it's like, okay, what, what, what do I need to do here? What's my attitude, my approach, my angle for this? And then the next one is A, take action. So the action may be exercise. It may be breathing. Okay. It may be taking a shower. It may be turning on some music and listening, but we need to shift our body big time. That's the quickest way out of any confunglement is to move our body, get the Mm -hmm. oxygen going and so forth. And then the, where are we on the fourth A, third A is action. Okay. Oh, fourth A then. Yes. Fourth A is anticipate, right? Where's the next pothole we might step into where we could get caught in binging, right? So we want to go back to the beginning of when we binged and go, what happened in my life that caused me to check out and recognize that can be a trigger or a a start to the algorithm of our quote depression or recession. And so what we then want to do is go, okay, next time this happens, I'm going to do this for myself, right? If I'm going to binge watch, I'm going to binge watch something positive feeds me rather than, you know, figuring out who got voted off the island last week or whatever. So there's that piece of anticipation. Then the the next piece is after we've anticipated all of that, then we've got to create what I call an accountability to it or a conditioning, just build it in, set reminders for ourselves that if this happens again, here's my algorithm for snapping out of it. We've covered a lot of material and acronyms in a short period of time. So so, uh, someone's listening and they're like, okay, I get the hero's journey to mentoring. And I love what you're saying. If you were to say to help people along that journey on either side of the fence, if you were to say, do one thing to get, to start shifting, to to move forward, just Mm -hmm. do this one thing. What would you say that one action item should be? Um. You know, the, the one thing <clears throat> that I think helps most people is chunking things down to bite-sized pieces. So what I would say <clears throat> is something that's called segment intending. So look at your day and look at the different appointments or projects or what's going to make up your day and chunk it in segments. And then with each segment, set your intention of how you want to be during that segment of time. So if you're meeting with a client, it might be, I need to really step into, you know, being accountable and holding people accountable. Okay. So that's the intention for that segment coming into a podcast like this for you, it might be, you know, being really curious would be Mm -hmm. setting your intention for having a good interview. For me, it would be, you know, open to accessing anything that's going to help the listeners. 
right? An openness. So if we set our intention for each segment of our day, it allows us to kind of sprint during these segments and not feel like we've got to sprint this marathon that we don't even know which mile we're on or where the finish line is and we blow ourselves out. So segment and intend during the segment. And then coming back to your question is build a segment in there of reaching out to somebody and connecting with them and be curious. Maybe they can be your mentor or you could be their mentor because we're all on this path together. Some people shine the light for me because they're ahead of me and I can shine the light behind me for the people that are behind me. And sometimes those people say, hey, give me the light. I'm going to go ahead of you. Great. You know, so it's just it's this ongoing journey that we're all on. This has been awesome. If people want to find you online, where's the best place to go? Um, two places that I tell people they can find me on LinkedIn, Machen McDonald, or they can go to my website, which is probrilliance.com. Excellent. Thank you for the time. Again, absolutely awesome interview. Thank you. Thanks, Mark. Good to be with you. Thank you for tuning into the Idea Climbing Podcast. If you'd like to hear from a lot more experts, the Idea Climbing book is now available at ideaclimbingbook.com. You can also hear more podcasts at ideaclimbing.com. Hope to see you in one of those two venues. Have a great one.